0: Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick brought to you by Empire Sports Media. I am your host, Spen, joined as always by my little brother, Nick. And we are joined by Nets Daily reporter and writer, Chris Mulholland. Chris, what's going on, brother?
1: Not much, dudes. How about you? What up? What up?
0: Well, Nick's coming off a loss in his men's league. Sorry about that, Nick. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Time. Maybe next time hit more <laughs> shots and, and you won't lose.
2: Honestly, I got like hip checked on a on a layup and I miss a layup and I go, "Rap, that's a foul. He goes, he didn't hit you or anything. I go, I got hip checked He goes, I wasn't looking there. Well, shouldn't you be looking at the body and
0: the hands? I'm
1: telling you some of these ref, man. <laughs> who is who is
0: calling your game? What was the name of the ref? Let's let's find out uh I where he's at.
2: Lorenzo. I have no idea.
0: All right. All right, Lorenzo. Fucking call a fair game the next time my brother plays. I'll tell you this, Nick. You are the only Nets fan that really took a loss today. Uh, because most Nets fans are pretty happy with with the outcome of today's events from like Early this morning to, I want to say, whenever Sham Sharani tweeted, I think it was it was like 5 o'clock, right, Chris?
1: It was like a little after that. I think it was like 5.45, like 6, somewhere in that ballpark.
0: So up until that time period, every single fan who follows the Nets, who watches SportsCenter, we were all under the assumption that Kyrie Irvin was somehow going to get a sign-and-trade to either the Lakers, the Clippers, wherever he was going to go. The, the Lakers were, were the only team we really heard seriously talked about But every Nets fan was under the impression that that was a real possibility. And with a Kyrie Irving sign and trade departure, more than likely a Kevin Durant trade request and departure would follow. And then the report came out, I think it was Windhorst, basically saying the Nets were willing to walk away from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and not go through what happened last season. And when you saw that, every single Nets fan's heart sank. So, I don't know about you, Chris. I mean, let's, we're not going to even get to the Sham Sharania tweet yet. But up until that point, where are you? Where's your mind at? Because you cover the Nets. If they lose Durant and Kyrie, what are we really talking about here?
1: Well, it would be an interesting stance, right? Because if, say, it did get to that point, say, Kyrie's obviously gone, then obviously Kevin's looming, right? So the trade's looming. My gut would be telling me, and obviously, this is just opinion because obviously it's not a reality that much now. It's kind of the comms restored type of thing. But yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't see the Nets taking that full rebuild standpoint because considering the draft capital that they have, right? So you would have to look at teams like the Suns, for example, which would make probably the most presentable and favorable offer for Brooklyn, right? So because at that point you trade Kevin, you can maybe get Mikhail Bridges back and DeAndre Aiden back. You get some you could also get some additional picks. And you wouldn't necessarily be you would be in Doomsland, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you know, you would have some like, you know, it's not totally bad, but at the same time, it'd be pretty bad. You know, so it's it's not the worst worst, but it's pretty bad if the if it did get to that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I heard Phoenix's name bounced around there. That was for KD, right?
1: Ooh, yeah, for KD, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would have been for KD.
2: Um Damn, that would have been a sick Phoenix team. <laughs>
1: that would have been
2: sick. That would have been sick also. I was ready, like I saw the report earlier, I was ready to be a Warriors fan. That was my next move. If KD You were KD, done
1: that with it, huh? I was
2: like, ooh, Warriors
0: are looking good these days. So you're not a real Nets fan?
2: No, no, no. Just in that one moment.
0: Oh, in that mm-hmm. one moment, you had the thought. I got into it with some fans on Nets Twitter who basically said they'd be done if they lost Katie and Kyrie. I'm like, don't give me that. When you root for a New York sports team, you have to know that stuff like this is going to happen. Whether oh, it's the Mets, doubt, yeah. the Knicks, the Giants. Are you a Giants guy?
1: I'm a huge Giants guy. But like okay. let, now, now we know we know how that rolls. I was about to say, listen, I'm a Yankees fan right now and I'm loving what I'm seeing. And that's like and right. you got the Devils, obviously, you know, like the, the Nets Knicks, what they got going on too. You know, it's it's not the greatest. But if you root for New York sports team, you know what to expect. It's not all, it's not never sunshine here.
0: And and Chris, let me ask you a question. When the Giants traded away Odell Beckham Jr., how happy were you? You were not happy. You were pissed because he was the face of the organization. Of course you were. Every yeah. Giants fan was. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. the Nets somehow lose Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, that would have been Odell Beckham Jr. times 100.
1: That yeah, been on steroids, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. You're, you're mostly – yeah, that's it. Like, you know, your your title window, your best – aside from, like, the guys that watched the team, like, you know, the early 2000s with Kidd in the back-to-back finals, from there on I just hit, saw Stan hit a bomb. But um, what's it called? From there <laughs> oh, on yes. – It would have been – it would just been really bad.
0: And, you know, I'm going to stay negative for a second because I do want to get to the positive news. But the one thought that Mm -hmm. just kept going through my head is why did you trade away James Harden at the end – or at the, you know, trade deadline this Mm -hmm. season if you knew you were going to somehow lose Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Because if you keep James Harden – and, you know, I understand he's unhappy, whatever, but you keep him for the rest of the season and -hmm. then you have this whole standoff with Kyrie – you might feel better because maybe, just maybe, you were able to convince James Harden to stay. Mm-hmm. But it, it, with Harden gone and Simmons is essentially your best, pl- your second best player without Kyrie, does KD really want to stay on a team where where it's him and Ben Simmons and company? I, I don't mm. think he does.
1: Well, We also got to remember too when James in those final days too, right? You had the you had the hamstring issue. He wasn't on the bench for those certain last couple games. You know you you could read you could read the tea leaves. You have all that going on, and you could tell right then and there that the Nets already had a lot of distractions on the table, and the last thing they need is one of your available superstars that really could be fully available, aside from that injury, be disgruntled and not want to be there, and you know that just adds more onto the plate right there. You know what I mean? So it could avoid the traps. You do see why the Nets dealt them when they needed the deal, yeah?
0: I I'm of the opinion if you keep him there, you can somehow. Convince him to be happy for the rest of the season. And look, he would have well, came up you with know, everything.
1: Warning cures yeah, everything. That's what
0: I'm saying. He would have I mean, he been helpful that Celtic yeah. in that Celtics series.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: Lo and behold, we get the news at 5.30. Shams tweets it out. Kyrie opts in to his one year option. I think it's, was it 36 million? 37.5. Yeah. Million? yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Nets fans, right now as it stands, we have Kyrie for another season. Brings me to my follow-up question, Chris. Do you think that the Nets will deal him, even though they they signed him to that uh, or he agreed to to sign into the uh, opt in to the yeah.
1: Yeah, I got you. No, I think he stays. I, I think he does stay. I, I think so. You know, the because you have the obviously the Shams tweet, and then you have the quote from Kyrie off the Shams tweet, and then you have I don't have the tweet in front of me, but Woj mostly said without sign and trade available options in his tweet that kind of led off with it, which kind of gave off the indication that they couldn't reach a deal and obviously you know the Westbrook offer was looming in there too that one the Nets had no interest in and you know obviously when he, when he inks that type of extension you know he, he's not now this year he's gonna be playing for a contract it also kind of pairs perfectly with that four-year commitment that he initially promised Kevin right so now this is going to be the upcoming fourth year so I just think he stays this year, and you know the, the other th- the other side of it too is they could still s- extend him till the thirtieth, right? The same thing goes with Nick Claxton, for example, right? He's also in that kind of ballpark range. Do I think extension gets reached from now till then? I don't think so. I think it's going to be a player option type of thing, and then he'll enter next summer as an unrestricted free agent.
0: Yeah, if uh, if he didn't opt in, for him to leave thirty million dollars on the table just mm-hmm. to play in LA would have been a ludicrous decision. I just Plus you
1: already know how much money he already lost from last year. 15, 15 million, 17 I think. Oof.
0: Yeah. own. the things yeah. that me and Nick would do with with 17 million dollars in our pockets.
1: I would do a lot too. Right. We, we would do a lot.
0: Anyway, so he, you know, that that news comes out, he's probably he's probably going to stay in Brooklyn for for uh for a year at least. And when when the news was announced, Kyrie Irving tweeted it was a gif of a character from Shameless, a little boy saying, I know who I am. And I'll tell you this, Chris, I'm very impressed with Sean Marks, the fact that they took it to this level. Mm-hmm. I was I was super annoyed because I, I'm, I'm of the mindset I wanted them to give Kyrie the long-term offer. You knew who this guy was when you signed him three years ago. You know the type of person he is. You know the stances he's t- he takes. I don't think anything he's done in his three years in Brooklyn – has been a major surprise. Did mm-hmm. it stink that that he didn't want to get a vac- vaccination during the pandemic? Sure, it did. But were we shocked that he made that decision? I don't think we were. You've been covering the guy for three years. You you sort of pick up on patterns. So when mm-hmm. when it came to the off and and Sean Marks and Joe Sy say, well, we don't know if we want to commit to him long term. I just I didn't un- I still don't get it because you know what he's able to do on the court. You know how special he is. You understand the type of person he is. What changed? And 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 that's something that that was bothering me up until they announced he was coming back.
1: Yeah, initially when well, obviously when the whole saga began, however long you want, data back a week. I think it could be a week, a week and a half, two weeks. Right. Initially, I thought the Nets were going to cave. This is just my personal opinion. No, no reporting or nothing inside of that. I thought the Nets were going to cave. Give him the four-year deal. Pair it with Kevin. Right. That's that's initially what I thought. Now, how how the whole thing concludes. At least the comms restored here. Is that it was the most simplest solution, and it was kind of a side that worked for both things. Like I said, I do get props. To, you know, obviously, Windhorse reported too that Cy was the main guy leading this type of thing, right? And that it wasn't that's he didn't name Marks; it was Cy. He mostly just name dropped him, right? so i was you got to give especially for sean marks right when you have you did a lot in your tenure to get these two superstars you're still a contender how you see how this roster looks regardless of adding pieces or losing pieces right if you have the roster straight on piece of paper they're still a legit contender and for this to kind of fall out and just be, hey here's a one year here's a player option 36.5 million you can run it back with kevin you got one year and then you enter the market as unrestricted free agent listen man but they it, it's it. It takes a lot of you know. You know what I'm going to say. It takes a lot of that you know to really take it that far and really, really. It takes out, a lot of
0: chutzpah, like like Chris. That. As Nick and I say yeah, in the in the, the Jewish field. culture, we speak Yiddish. It takes a lot of chutzpah for Sean mm-hmm. Marks and Josai, who, who I guess spearheaded the campaign uh, to do what he did. Um, and also, we, I we barely speak Yiddish. That's not. A, that's not. I, a, I speak a little more Yiddish than you do. I think. um. And also, you know how it all played out with Woj sort of tweeting on behalf of the Nets, Sham Sharania tweeting on behalf of Kyrie Irving's camp. It was just this weird sort of Twitter wars that, that we've gone through the past few days. Very it was odd. a
1: leverage game too. Yeah, you could know, you oh, could yeah, see course. that. It's it's not hard to tell that. You know what's you.
0: the problem, Chris? We get caught in the crossfires of the le- leverage game.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, well, you saw it throughout the whole week. You know what I mean? You could you could kind of tell the wording, especially for like. I get it for a lot of like fans, fans, you kind of don't see it from word to word. And, you know, you can't really, you know, understand the full thing. But like when you kind of, you know, you got a history of it, you kind of know how the wording goes. You know, it it was a leverage game. And obviously Kevin's thrown in there, too, which kind of uh, alarmed everyone. Okay, that that's the leverage. You know, that's the leverage that the guy has. So, you know, like I said, it's it's what it's the it was the simplest solution. And that's what they reached.
0: Nick, what were your take uh, what's your take on everything that that transpired with Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets to, over these past few days?
2: I feel like it wouldn't be the Nets if there wasn't some sort of like huge scare at some point. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's just our style now. There's always going to be some controversy as Jimmy Fallon would say. There's yeah. always going to be a little fear instilled in the fan base. Everyone likes watching us get fucked with and toyed with. Um I mean, hey, it's a relief that Kyrie's staying. It's a relief that hopefully KD's staying. So I mean, it's all good things, but of course it wouldn't be the Brooklyn Nets if we didn't get this little roller coaster of emotions. And
0: mm-hmm. it's it's funny you bring up like everybody else who likes to toy and fuck with us. The rest of NBA Twitter got loud when all these reports oh, started yeah. coming out. People were coming at us, Knicks fans were coming at us. By the way, simmer down Knicks Twitter. You guys did not have a great uh, draft the other night and your team is is the same as it was last year. So I'm not worried about you guys. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't was just that. It was the
1: whole week on that. What do you say? my DMS are flooded from like literally this week, like from today and like a week after just random stuff. And I don't know. It was, yeah, it was hectic. I don't even like open them, but like, I just look, I, you know, when it pops up, you just kind right. of take yeah. a little look what the genre is, you know, and then kind of go that way. It was so. a
2: blessing that the Celtics didn't win. Cause they would have tortured oh, God. us. Oh yeah. You,
0: you bring up the Celtics. I've had people from Massachusetts calling me. Hey, remember what I told you about Kyrie three years ago? Well, uh, Mm-hmm. here it is you know right, oh, yeah, like and it. a lot of a it's lot of Net fans too, too are
1: talking about like you know the rebuild. you know not the, the infamous 2012 trade you know with the celtics and how they gave away the picks and the rebuild there you know there's some <laughs> flashbacks there on the timeline i saw that you know we got a little sprinkle of everything
0: yeah they were showing they were showing clips of kd and kyrie from like this season like they were done like, like i was yeah. watching them destroy the clippers from a few months ago and i was like oh I hate watching this. This is this is uh, this is tough to watch. But listen, the Nets live to fight another day. We get our guys back, and now we get to sort of see how Sean Marks builds this roster with a healthy Ben Simmons, with you know, Nick Claxton coming back and, and playing another year in a Brooklyn uniform. So, Chris, what are some moves that you would like to see Marks make in order to fill out this roster?
1: Well, you know, after after that whole storm, you know that could have, that shape reshapes everything. You know what I mean? Now that you you have your two guys right now, as it stands, locked in for next year, you know, it, it really just you could go down, stretch big three and D w- wings. More importantly, what's the coaching staff going to look like? There's a lot of number of questions, right? So obviously, Igor, who um, I think Mark Stein initially reported first, right? Give him the offense. Obviously, you got to fill out the rest of the bench. So if he's going to be doing the offense, you got to find a defensive-minded assistant, right? So you have those type of things. Then you got obviously with summer league coming up. I've heard that it's it's going to be the same rookie class. So it's going to be Claxton's going to do it. Cam Thomas is going to do it. You know, you never know with these guys. You know, a lot of guys are obviously rumored in trade, starting with Cam Thomas, right? So you have him, obviously David Duke Jr. I'm hearing that he's going to be in the summer league with the nets so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out you know we all know what the nets have to offer it's not the most glorious packages not the most glorious money deals so you know and like we always know too sean marks always has kind of that attraction to get the guys that he does want and at the same time he always goes for guys that i guess a lot of people sleep on or it's not targeted as much and it's not kind of like the unanimous pick i'll go and get this guy right so you can name off the top of my head like pj washington for example it could be a guy like a like a um pj washington Uh, like pj washington's interesting like i kind of throw his name around there here and there you know obviously everyone wants to get the deandre ayton and you know a couple of those names around so it's going to be interesting now that this is kind of behind and See how everything kind of pans out, you know, from now till really July June 30th, when they kind of see what goes on with Claxton and then July 1st, what are they? Are they gonna match off as Bruce? Are they just gonna give him an extension? What's gonna happen there? Seth Curry is he gonna get traded? Is Joe Harris what's Joe Harris's value looking like in other teams' eyes? So I don't know, it'll be interesting. I
0: think I asked this uh, in a previous podcast, but if you had to keep Joe Harris or Seth Curry, who are you choosing and why?
1: Uh, I would go Joe Harris i go Joe Harris, right? Because the market value, number one, the market value is not there. Even even though I get it, you know, two back, back-to-back ankle surgeries, nine games under his belt last year. It, it could be a big question mark. You don't know exactly what you're getting. Is the guy going to be back full speed? Is he going to have – you know, you're going to have those type of questions, right? But right. with Seth Curry, it's a very friendly contract to trade, and it's an attractable contract to trade that's that's what that's what i'm kind of hitting out here so i thought initially seth would be gone on draft night i was talking with a couple guys there as well that also cover the nets and other teams around the league everyone kind of thought you know like seth curry would be that attractive name to go um initially too i heard that the nets were attracted to a second round pick that they're going to make a trade then obviously it turned out to be a quiet draft night because obviously the storm that happened these past <laughs> times that got resolved hovered over everything there's more important important things on the table to address but um yeah it's that like it's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very interesting, you know, so we'll take it one domino at a time, see how everything kind of falls off and does everything. But like the rest of us, we were just all kind of inquiring and seeing what what's going on with the two main stars.
2: I mean, hey, I'll, I'll take whoever's healthier, Seth Curry or Joe Harris. Can one of them just be good to go at that point and just put one of them out there?
1: Well, they're both they're both going to be good. You know, we we're hearing from everyone. You know, they're going to be ready by training camp, and obviously, Definitely. training camps around late September, last week of September. That's usually when you get everything. Summer league rosters come out in like a week, and like usually July fifth or July third, like somewhere in that ballpark, that that two day window, they'll start coming out. But yeah, I don't know. I think I I do think Joe Harris is not going to have a huge decline at all. I think he'll be good to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd like to keep both of them. You know, I think that Seth Curry is Mm -hmm. a slightly better shooter. I think that Joe Mm -hmm. Harris is slightly more handsome. uh, If we're grading them by looks, Nick is a huge fan of Joe Harris as as far as him just being a Mm -hmm. gorgeous man. he trimmed that
1: flow. He got the he got rid of the flow though. So, you have that. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna miss that. I I like Joe Harris's flow. Uh, It's the Mm -hmm. only player on the Nets my wife likes watching. Actually, she likes Kevin Durant too, but I think she's more attracted to Joe. I forgot. Anyway, sounded weird. I am married. Yeah, it happened like a few months ago. I didn't really talk about it on this podcast because I don't like to, you know, include my personal again. life. Congrats! Congrats! Thank you, Chris. I, I texted
1: you um, early, and they like. Yeah. I'm I'm joking, by the way. I talked about it like
0: a hundred times on the show. So, yeah. Nick Nick always brings it up because he's a little fuck and he's he's single and. Uh... Actually, you're not single. You have a girlfriend. I don't know why I said that. Could you say have, hi to your girlfriend for girlfriend. me? I'm. I
1: i do not have a girlfriend. You don't. No, no little bachelor chill, life. chill, chill, chill.
0: All right. Well, let's move on. Um. Oh God. Nick, who are some players that you would want to see the Nets go after in free agency or on the trade market?
2: Uh, Anybody who could hit a three, play defense, and be over, like, six foot five. We just always end up being small. Like, that was our biggest problem in the playoffs this year. So, I mean, I – feel like all we need is size almost like a jay crowder type i know you mentioned pj washington before a pj tucker type would be great i know he's a little bit shorter than than he
1: he's signed he's gonna sign with philly right he's gonna do the philly philly's gotta clear a little bit of cap you know they gotta make a couple moves but no other team's gonna give him that three years i like what your head i I was like it's gonna happen you know plus the james harden's there you know and that connection and
0: what you know. about uh,
1: the potential to trade
0: for John Collins out in Atlanta? You hearing anything it's about just, that? That's been a guy who's love, been on like that's Twitter. That. Lines I would love forever. John
1: Collins on the Nets, it. but I don't know because they got the the Murray going right now, and if they get right. him, Atlanta's a threat in my eyes. But I don't know what they do with John Collins. If he's not including the San Antonio trade, like what's the, what's this guy's value? Are they just going to flip him for picks and just get draft capital, something that the Nets don't have? Do they want players back, for example? You can't ever have more shooting, you know, on an Atlanta team that really thrives off shooting. If you bring a guy like Seth or Joe, you trade him there, you get Collins back. You know, you don't like, that's what I'm trying to say. It's just like, you don't really know what the Hawks really are eyeing for Collins as like these reports come out of Atlanta and San Antonio.
0: Chris, I have one final question for you. I know you got to go. Chris has a family party tonight. He's going to kill it over out there. In, uh, yes, sir. On the, they're on that uh, Montvale area. Um, mm-hmm. My final question is this. Fast forward to next season, whatever. The Nets win the championship. They don't win the championship. Who cares? Is there a chance that Kyrie re-ups with the Brooklyn Nets and they're able to sort of salvage this relationship? Or do you see this season as being a last dance for KD and Kyrie?
1: Well, you know me, I'm always a big guy that says the championship window closes each and every year, right? I said last year was a must win. I've said the year before that it wasn't a must win, but they got to make an Eastern Conference finals, right? And, you know, after up to this point, you know, it's it's really it's championship or bust. I know a lot of people in their eyes see, OK, first round sweep or last year, how how or the year before that, how it ended Milwaukee, right? You know, you have those. But like. I see those people saying, "Hey, Eastern Conference Finals." That's why I want to see. That's the bare minimum in my eyes. It's a championship because a winning winning resolves everything. When you have a roster with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, like it doesn't matter how many games Kyrie Irving plays, for example, or how, if Kevin Durant can stay healthy and how many games he could play as well, or the supporting cast with Simmons in them. When you have a roster constructed like that, and especially like I said before, the Nets have not been in this position for a very long time. You know, even though Kevin Durant re-upped for four years. With this decision looming from Kyrie Irving and, you know, like I said, he's he's fighting for his contract. But if he's unrestricted free agent, he does play a majority of the games and they can't get it done. You know, a team's going to give him money and give him that year. So in my eyes, it's 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 really championship or bust.
0: All right. You heard it first from Chris Mulholland, reporter and writer for Nets Daily Championship or bust this next season for the Brooklyn Nets. Chris, thank you for stopping by and enjoy your party. Thank no fun, you so girls. much.
1: Yeah, brothers. Nice seeing you as always. we got to be back on the court soon. So we gotta do we that. gotta ball and eat pizza. Yeah, we, gotta ball soon. we didn't even get and to no, talk about pizza. pizza
2: dude. Can we eat pizza after we ball? If I eat before, I'm, I'm no, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna dog feel dog so bored with my
1: ball. Yeah, no, we'll get pizza after. That's what me and him me and Spencer, last time. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You don't
0: you don't get pizza and ball <laughs> with like me and Chris do. So I don't know yeah, what you're I was
1: gonna about get actually fun fact, I was gonna get Nino's today, but like I called back three times in five minutes and it was on hold the whole time. And I was just like, I was like, you know what? I'll just get the I'll just get you guys.
2: Art- Arturo's yeah. Upper East Side,
0: 85th Street. Arturo. You're talking about the city. You got to get on a train. You got to. I yeah. remember the place inside that we had during our tour.
1: Which one? That well, was, I, I think, was the 30.
0: first. The first. is the second one we went to.
1: Oh, the one in um, not Cliffside Park. Clipside it was, Park. It was in Cliffside oh, Park. Park? Park. the yeah, first yeah. one was
0: Edgewater, the second was Cliffside uh-huh. Park. I think the third might have been. They're like Fort two. Mary they're like Red five
1: Park. minutes away from each other, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I had that last night. They do a Detroit style pizza. Oh, I
1: know you're a fan of Detroit. I don't know, dude. Uh, I gotta Detroit like. Style. Yeah, I've been on the grandparents vibe recently. Oh yeah, I like the, you know, the regular, just plain, we get a basic and stuff like that. Can't go wrong. All right, but, Chris you Wallen,
0: know, we'll that's reporter. Thanks for coming on, brother. Be good. Of
1: course, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Later, man. All right, bro.
0: Oh, I just removed Chris from the stream. That was a little premature, but he's got a party to go to. I'm trying to help him out. All right, who's Here's uh, who, right, really,
2: who, who I really want
0: on the Nets. Okay. You thought about this. I want Bo Cruz. You want Juancho Hernan Gomez? No, no, Juancho
2: no. no. I don't want Juancho Hernan Gomez. I want, oh, you want Bo, Bo Cruz. Cruz. Because um, the character yeah. Juancho Hernan Gomez plays in the movie Hustle with Adam Sandler on Netflix, he's That's the true. best defender I've ever seen. Juancho Hernan Gomez is like a pretty – sub-average basketball player in the NBA.
0: Yeah. No, I, I would love Bo Cruz. Or um, I fictional... Milts, uh
2: I want Kermit who is Anthony Edwards' character.
0: Sure. Yeah. You're thinking of real fictional basketball players? I respect that. Um, I got to say, Nick, I know you're not on Nets Twitter like I am. Today was a whirlwind of emotions. I, I couldn't function for the beginning of the day. It was hard to focus on work. I wouldn't even talk to Victoria. She kept trying to strike up conversation with me. I just said, well, everything in my life sucks, no, except you. Really you. we are good. Ahead. No, I didn't do that. Um, but it was depressing, man, because all the reports sort of geared towards Nets aren't going to budge. Kyrie's about to make them look really stupid. And uh, at, at, like Chris said, at 530, it comes out that he's going to re-up. So we have him for one more year. We still have KD. Uh, there's a lot of work that can be done with this team, but, um, you know, one of the guys I got to give credit to is, is Scoopy Robinson. We've had Scoopy on the show uh, a long time ago. I've kept in touch with him. He's a great reporter. He works for Bally sports, but Scoopy said this entire time, he he basically said when all the reports were terrible, he goes, "I, I, there's still a deal to be done here. He goes, it hasn't happened yet, but there's a strong likelihood Kyrie can come back to Brooklyn. And he also said once something like that happens, I think it was him. He said, buckle up. And when we talk about buckling up, if they're now that they're able to, you know, not have to worry about Kyrie and KD now let's see Sean Marks go to work because at this point, Nick, to me, since the acquisition of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin, Sean Marks has underwhelmed extremely, when it comes to these big sort of moves, right? You, you got James Harden. You traded away your whole future. You lost James Harden. You got back a Ben Simmons, and Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. Drummond's gone most likely. Curry might be gone. So now you, you have Ben Simmons. And if you had lost, you know, KD and Kyrie, you would have looked terrible. So uh, Sean Marks has a lot to prove this offseason. So does Steve Nash. Uh, but I feel so much better than I did before 5.30. No,
2: I agree. I I was obviously not ready to stop being a Nets fan, but like it's just been like tugging at your heart, bro. And like I I know we live in an age where it's more of a business. Players follow the money. There's not that much loyalty to their cities, and we could all be bummed about that. But that's reality, and it's, it's not fair to expect a player to stay in a in a, in a place for loyalty over money. But I mean, they just come and they go in these markets like Brooklyn and New York and L.A. And it's hard to get attached. And once you do, it ends up breaking your heart even more. And it just feels like, you know, if they had left, we keep rooting for a team that keeps getting completely crumbling and get the rug taken out of them. So taken out beneath them. So it's it's a relief, like I said, but it's not over, man. There's going to be a lot of drama. Who knows what Kyrie's going to do this season? Who knows how much sage is going to be rubbed on the court? Who knows how many flat earth comments are going to be made? So take it with a grain of salt. It's It's not – we're not in the clear yet. I mean, we're still so far away from the the season starting. Like Chris said, training camps don't even start till September. A lot could happen. It's June 27th if I'm reading this calendar correctly. And I consider myself uh, a pretty fluent calendar reader. So, you know, cross your fingers and uh, hope
0: to die. Hope to die. That's – yeah, and and I'm just – I'm looking on Twitter. You know, Scoopy is doing a victory lap, and rightfully so, because he was optimistic the entire time about Kyrie staying with the Nets. Um. Oh, man, it is it is just so much more dramatic, I feel like, with the Brooklyn Nets than any other team in the league. You just can't match the drama. And you know what? I am extremely excited to see Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin on the court for a full season with a Ben Simmons, with a Joe Harris, with a Cam Thomas, with a Nick, Nick Claxton. Um, you know, the Nets uh, have to figure out what they're going to do with Patty Mills. That's another guy. Uh, but we got to We got to take today as a win and Sean Marks has to be better and Joe Cy has to be better and Kyrie Irving has to be better. And if this Nets team wants to compete for a championship, you, sh- you saw what the Celtics had to do to get there. And then the Warriors just beat the crap out of him anyway. So that is, is who you're looking at for competition, right? A hungry bucks team coming back with Giannis, the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine's probably going to stay put in Chicago. Um Miami's always good every single year. Atlanta, if they make the trade for DeJounte Murray, as as Chris was saying, that that can be a a dynamic backcourt. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm overwhelmed, man. It's been a long day. And it's been a sloppy podcast. I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. No, this is not on you. This is on me. I don't think we've done the three-person format in a while. And uh, I've just been sloppy today. But I'm going to get it together. I'm going to get it together for you. That's right. I have a
2: game for you. Okay. If you can go five for five. On who said these quotes in what movies, you redeem yourself on the pod. Really?
0: All right. Okay, you cool. name,
2: I'll tell you what. You got to name the movie is number one. You can If you name the actor who said it, that's number two, or the character in the film. Three, if you could tell me the year of the movie, that's legendary but not required. Okay?
0: Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Could you repeat the steps one more time? I'm going to name a movie. I'm going to say a movie quote. Okay. okay.
2: It's one point if you guess the movie. Okay. It's two points if you tell me who said it.
0: It's Wait, three who is the fictional character or the actor?
2: Uh, either one, because I'm guessing if you know either one, you know either one. Fine. Like, if you know who played it, you know the character. Three. What's three? The year of the movie. Like, the All year right, of hit the me. Go. go. All right. We'll start easy. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. All right,
0: The Departed, Mark Wahlberg, uh, 2006. Is that the right year? It's either 2004 or 2006. Yeah, I think are right. All, right. All right. Okay. You got it. All right, ready? Go. Next one. Yep.
2: You say you want to die for love, yet you know nothing of dying, and you know nothing of love.
0: All right, the movie's Troy. Uh, I'm actually not sure on the actor. Is it – oh, God. Is it – Um, you got it. Is it Eric Banner? Yeah, Hector. And is the year 2004?
2: I believe it is, and to confirm. Yep, you got it.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right, let's keep going.
2: I'm two for two. All right, ready for the next one? Let's go. It's a little tougher. Okay. I don't scratch my head unless it itches. I don't dance unless I hear music. And I will not be intimidated.
0: Um, is that... Uh, is it Ray Charles?
2: No. And I don't want to say you're close. It's, uh, is, it, uh, it's a- no, is it Ali? No. I give up. It's Denzel Washington in
0: Remember the Titans. Uh okay, I should have knew that. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Should have
1: known. All right, here's here's My gender. mother, my mother would
0: always correct me on grammar and and saying the right things. So that's that's why I correct myself because of Randy. All right, here's the next Randy's. Thing. My mom. Here's the next Go on.
2: Nobody makes me bleed my own blood.
0: Uh, dodgeball, two thousand six. Ben Stiller.
2: I think it's two thousand four. Two thousand four. All right, I was off on the year. Okay, okay. Here's the last one.
0: Anybody want a peanut? The Goonies. No. Oh, oh, wait, Hold on, it's uh, it's I love you, man.
2: No, well, no, they're quoting that movie in "I Love You, Man." It's is Jason it Segel doing an impression of Andre the Giant in The
0: Princess Bride. Oh, uh, okay. Which I'll,
2: give you is, I'll give you a. I'll give you a. tough one. It's 1987. Uh, I mean, I've seen there. the
0: Princess Bride. It's just been a minute. All right. I was at three for five. Three for five. Three for five. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, do you have anything for the listeners before we close out the show?
2: Uh keep dreaming. Stop sleeping. Catch your dreams.
0: Can I can I shout out a fan of Fireside Nets? Sure. I want to shout out our guy Eli. Um, Eli's a ride or die homie. Uh, at Eli413, rapper, hashtag Stairway27 is his name on Twitter. Um, no one follows us and rides with us and dies with us more than Eli. He's, he's the best. And uh, I just want to say, you know, I was going through it on Twitter with the Kyrie stuff. Part of my therapy is, is tweeting through Fireside Nets pretty much everything that I'm feeling. And who to basically reply to a lot of my comments and and make me feel like I'm not alone was, was Eli. So shout out to Eli. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting what me and Nick do uh, week in and week out. Um, and quick shout out to Alex Wilson and empire sports media. I don't bring them up enough on here, but it's amazing that we're under their umbrella. Alex is a, a hell of a reporter. Um, I wouldn't trust anybody more with information about the New York Giants than I would Alex Wilson. He knows what the hell he's talking about. Uh, so shout out to him. Shout out to Empire Sports Media. Now that we're sort of officially in the offseason, the NBA draft happened. It was a quiet night for the Nets outside of the Kyrie stuff. Uh, we're, me and Nick are going to go back to recording, you know, weekly on Mondays. If, if Nick's not here, I'll be recording. But, uh, you know, thank you to everyone for the continued support. And Fireside Nets is is just getting started. And I want you guys to know that.
2: That fire is just getting started.
0: All right, Nick, hit me with a nice catch you on the fireside, and I'm ending this bitch. Catch you on the fireside.